All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. How's it hanging? This is Quinn Eaton. A little to the left. Yeah, yeah. This is Quinn Eaton, uh, and with me today, DJ Pig. DJ, welcome back. I don't know back how many. Better than ever. I don't know how many episodes it's been, but I've described in your absence how busy you are. And Have you? Yes, yes. It's mainly and specifically to Isaac, because he doesn't buy it. He doesn't get it. You know how he is. Yeah. You know Not is. all of us are just hanging he thinks, out. He thinks the in world. Wyoming, yeah. He dude. thinks the world revolves around him, kind yeah. of thing. So that's the situation where he's always like, "Oh, where is he this week?" Like yeah. he's. I, actually, last week, I believe I described it as you're in a busy season of your life, both in the meaning of you've got a lot going on yeah. and you're a basketball coach. Right, you're we are in actually season. in season. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've described to the audience whenever they've... Uh, yeah. We've this, gotten a lot of messages and emails. Hey, where's year, DJ kind of thing. So. Just this year, 2022 in general, has been insane. Uh, got engaged, bought a house, got married, took a job elsewhere so like we were moving mm. to a different location yeah yeah so it's on top of just work being busy like there's a lot of stuff going on in the summer and it's it's funny because for me <laughs> it's the exact opposite nothing's yeah. going on i can't yeah. i i'm it's not for lack of trying do you like that <sighs> see it's gotta be nice to have time on your hands sure and i and i definitely do you can have worse things on your hands that's true and 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 we won't go into that idea any further but what i was kind of getting at is that it kind of feels like i'm on christmas break right and i and you know we're, we're, we're close to the yep. christmas season and so that feeling that you have as a kid whenever you just got a couple weeks even in college you got a couple of weeks where you're just kind of hanging out you don't have a lot to do a lot not a lot going on yeah and in those moments you were like well you know this is great and I know I'll have to get back to normal life at some point. Right. Um, but for me, it's just I'm sitting around like, okay, uh, you know, looking at my watch, like, I better get going. Yeah. But then the going isn't, gets. isn't getting. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 a good way of putting it. So, yeah. It's, yeah it's I've funny. been in finals week for about six months. Right. So it's, it's completely different vibes. Yeah. But it is nice to come, you know, here we are sitting down doing the podcast as we have for a long damn time. Over five years yeah. now. And people might even this week want a Christmas-themed episode. You're not going to get it. <sighs> Probably not. Not I yet. I mean, there might, there might be a, a, some slight themes. One thing that I've always said is that if you want a Christmas-themed episode, we've done one before, so go, go back and find it. Yeah. If you want a Thanksgiving episode, kind of like what we did this last time, we just posted our, our Thanksgiving episode from last year. Yeah. Is that lazy? No, it's resourceful. Yeah. Why would we... I hate to, you know, kind of get ahead of ourselves here, but we don't need to beat a dead horse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hint, 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 hint. So that's a good tie-in to today's episode. And I'm so excited for this one because like our podcast, this this idea has kind of been floating around since the very beginning. Yeah. You remember whenever we first started the podcast, we locked ourselves in a room for three and a half, four hours, and we just, it was mm -hmm. it was hot and sweaty in there, it's right? Stanky. And stanky. And we were just writing down all the ideas that we could think of. Mm -hmm. And that list is still the guiding ship 
mm-hmm. uh, the, the lighthouse, if you will, mm-hmm. for this podcast. We haven't added anything to that list. Of course, we've just taken one away each week since then. Right. And so this one's been sitting at the tippy top because this is something that we're both interested in. Right. And you especially. And I'm excited to get into it. I know that there's going to be a lot of weight on your shoulders for this episode, but, but you feel good about it, right? Yeah. You know, stay ready. Ain't got to get ready. Uh, oh, love that quote. Uh, uh, all those all those kind of things. Who said that? Do you know? Brent Lovett. Oh. So that's that's someone that's in the... It was our golf coach at one point yeah. in high school. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if you could credit him specifically for it, but there's a Probably chance he not. said that first. We, we don't really know with that kind of yeah, stuff. You know. And on that note... You know, right there, we were trying to get into the origin of that phrase, and that's what we're doing today with this episode. So I'll go ahead and preface it before we get into it, just so after the topic transition, we can just dive right in, because that's what we like to do here at All You Need to Know. That's right. What we're doing is, is taking a closer look at some common phrases. These are phrases that you've probably heard your entire life, phrases that you've might have even said, Mm -hmm. you might even have in your vocabulary, in your uh, little talk on holster, I almost Mm -hmm. said holster, but I meant to say holster. And so you've got these, and they're just out there, and you might have even asked at one point after you said it or you heard it, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? And those are the answers that we will be providing today. So DJ is uh, an English major. That's right. Uh, but he's a, he's a common phrases minor. Yeah. And so we'll get into that a little <clears throat> bit. No, yeah. let's go ahead and get into that right yeah. now. I know you're an English major. That's yep. a tough major because it's a lot of words yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. And what led you to do the common phrases minor? Because that's not, I, w- I wouldn't say that it's common to see people right. uh, have that minor, but yeah. I didn't even know that was offered at most universities. Yeah, uh, well, in a lot of places it's not, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I graduated from Murray State uh, yeah. with that minor. Go racer, shoes up. Go racer, shoes up, that's right. Um, but yeah, it's not as common to see people take that track. Uh, yeah. which is ironic because they are commonly used right. phrases, right? And you feel pretty confident in your knowledge. And I mean, oh, how, yeah. how often has this come in t- come in handy besides today, this minor? Uh, <coughs> never. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, nobody ever... People really just kind of throw the phrases out and everybody just knows what they mean when they yeah. say it. Or they act like they do. And so that's what, right. that's what we're doing today. We're getting to the bottom of these phrases and we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna leave this episode feeling like you've learned more. This might be, and I hate to say this, the most informational episode that all you need to know is ever done. This is episode 244: A Closer Look at Common Phrases. So I don't mean to put too much pressure on you, DJ. No, I'm honestly just. You're, like I said, you're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting with this episode. I've trained for this. Yes, well, technically you have. Yeah, you, yeah. you spent how many how many years was it? Four, four and a half, six, six. Yeah. So you're really you you majored in this minor. One That's could say. Right. Yeah. And so I am excited to kind of get to the bottom of some of these. Took and some so, of the classes two times. Just just so you had it right. Just yeah. just to make sure that you knew and you mastered it. That's right. right. You mastered your minor. That's right. And on that note, basically what I'm just going to do, we've got a list of phrases. These are phrases that I've heard over the past five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. myself, and I know other people are as well, what they mean and where they came from. So mm-hmm. first things first, DJ, we're going to start with one that is a little bit topical. Yeah. Sweating like a pig. Sweating like a pig. Yeah. yeah. Of course, play on your last name. Right, of course. Uh, now, in this case, 
not talking about my last name. Right, but, 1G. But uh, talking about the 1G animal, you know, the cutie patootie pink curly tail fella. Yeah. Or feller. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Is feller the feminine For version? pigs, I believe so. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, everybody write that down. Yeah, jot that down, just side note. Um. No, so sweating like a pig. Uh, a little background on that one. Uh, what a lot of people don't know, pigs don't sweat. Yeah. Pigs actually do not sweat, uh, but they are in close quarters. Uh, do spend a lot of time outside in the heat. Uh, so they, you, they look moist. They look moist. Now a lot of that is because they are in the uh, the slop uh, uh, of, of of stuff. So a lot we, of times are they we look. All, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of times they look like they're sweating. And I think, from what I understand, if I remember correctly, the story behind sweating like a pig was that uh, a farmer ended up in some like old tavern saloon type deal. Yeah. And uh, he used the phrase sweating like a pig, and he got laughed at. And it was a joke, and then people continued to tell this joke about this farmer that said that uh, he or someone he knew was sweating like a pig because they knew pigs don't sweat, Yeah. right? Uh, but then it started to get, like, the joke was so commonly told that a lot of people who didn't even understand that pigs don't sweat started to use it, and now we have the phrase sweating like a pig. So it's almost a mistaken phrase. That's right. It's uh, misheard, or yeah. even, I guess, misinterpreted. Right. A lot of different myths, and yeah. then insert whatever it is uh, after that. That's really interesting. Sweating like a pig, I, I've heard that before. I mean, I remember, you know, yeah. coming coming into fourth grade math class, mm -hmm. and they said, Quinn, were you just in PE? You're sweating like a pig, and I had just finished lunch. Yeah. I, it's just, it was a rough go yeah. at it there in fourth grade for old Quinn Eaton with the yeah. husky jeans and all that, but that makes a lot of sense, and, and I'm glad that we kind of cleared that up. And you would, like I said, you would expect a pig to sweat. They're heavy, they're fatty. Yeah. Um, they're round, and, they're and a lot of times they're, they're dirty, they're yeah. in close quarters, so it makes sense those like things. people make those neuron connections, right? No, but, it, it really does. Yeah. And I went ahead and put some of the other phrases that involve animals uh, here <laughs> in the front, and this All is right. one that I just said a little bit ago, don't beat a dead horse. Now, this is yeah. one that... PETA has particularly gotten upset about, um, but yeah. I, I don't want to get too much into that. I don't know if you have any information on they, that. They definitely would like us to find a new phrase to mm -hmm. get that point across of, you know, obviously don't beat a dead horse, meaning um, it's 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 done. Yeah. We, we can leave it alone. Now, why would one beat a dead horse? Um, <clears throat> is this another... Could be mad at it. Is this another phrase that originated from an actual happening or is this something that's yeah. more metaphorical or, or I, a lot of times I, I think a lot of these are credited back into like the uh, 18th century back I was, was going to say that 17th 18th century late 16th. 1700s yeah, yeah early 1800s it seems yeah. like these phrase yeah, phrases you know well, the western up. movies kind of kind of come up and uh, we, we know for sure that it wasn't whenever the Declaration of Independence was written because there aren't any phrases like this in it. And that's a historical right. document where we feel like we would have seen some of these pop up. 100%. So 100%. don't beat a dead horse. Uh, <laughs> not to beat a dead horse, but let's go ahead and get into what this phrase means. Yeah, so uh, again, uh, another occurrence uh, back in late, probably 17, Somewhere between 1750 1800, uh, wow. kind of where your Western movies start to take place, maybe into the 1800s a little bit. Well, or the occurrences that the Western movies were based on. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, um, yeah. Uh, an example would be like in Lonesome Dove. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. Big, uh, very classic Marvel? Western. Is movie. it Marvel? It's not Marvel. Okay. No, I've no, only no. seen Marvel, so. Okay. Just yeah. to clear that up. Uh, like, 
Robert Duvall ends up at one point, his horse gets injured. He ends up putting the horse down mm. uh, and using it as a shield. Um, Ooh. And, you know, honestly, that, that phrase just kind of is you get what you get with it. It's pretty straightforward. Um, it seems to me it's it's like don't beat a dead horse. Like if you're beating the dead horse, what's the point? Exactly. Is that what? Exactly. Is that what it kind of is? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And it, it's interesting. It seems like a lot of these phrases are going to come, uh, or at least have an origin that's connected to an actual occurrence. Right. Except for this next one. Okay. Raining cats and dogs. What yeah. The, so, what the hell's going so, on there? So raining cats and dogs is actually actually what we refer to as an idiom. Uh huh. Um, that's really which, good. That's really good. Write that down. Yeah. Yeah. I D I O M mm-hmm. not T at the end. Exactly. All right. Uh, you may sound like an idiot if you use a whole lot of idioms. Uh, but that particular phrase is one that I use in class a lot when I'm teaching as to why the English language is so hard for non English yeah. speakers to understand. Definitely. Um, I could see that. And it, just before you go ahead, yeah. you one of your classes that you've talked to me about in your in your common phrases of minor was animal based phrases. Yeah. So that's the A B P's, right? So you had to pass yes. your A B P's yes. in order to get to I think whatever your final examination was for yeah. common phrases. But the A B P's, this is a one of the big ones: raining cats and dogs. Yes, raining cats and dogs. Uh, it originated from actually someone who. He, it was actually not a la- an English language speaker. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, you know the story of Lewis and Clark? Yes, of course. Everybody so, does. So kind of in that time, you had the Native Americans and uh, like Pocahontas was helping Lewis and Clark. Not Pocahontas. was No, I, Sacagawea. Sacagawea. I'm sorry. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Uh, a lot of helpful people. Right. A lot of helpful Native Americans. And they're, they're making that... Uh, what it was the... They were headed west. Uh-huh. Right? The, the westward expansion. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I don't know if it was Sacagawea or some uh, another Native American in that group uh, that was trying to take forth on the Western expansion. Yeah, uh, but however it worked out, uh, at one point one of them said they were trying to say these raindrops are as big as cats and dogs. Yeah. And it came out, it's raining cats and dogs. And for whatever reason, it just stuck. Oh, the interpretation yeah. of their language into English language got yeah. mixed up, but maybe somebody got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah. And so, oh, it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. See, I thought maybe there was like a, a horrible, you know, veterinary plane accident kind of thing. But no. it's not that. No, it's not that. Okay, that's good. That's good. That, that actually comforts me, knowing yeah. that that's not where it came from. So very interesting tie-in with that one. I think this is the last animal-based one. It's it's another horse one. Apparently, horses are in. Uh, are they big in common phrases? Uh, yeah, because a lot of you know a lot of the common phrases originated in a time where we where didn't have horse, cars. Horses, horses were, were the main transportation. Yeah. That makes sense. This last one, or not? Well, the last one of the APBs. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him or her drink. We get, need to make sure it's a him or her kind of right. situation. But that, I've always main, just heard you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Make it drink. Or them be, drink. Sure. So whatever way you want to say yeah. or define gender with this horse in this phrase. But the main thing is, what what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, what does that mean? So this goes back to actually another another common occurrence. A lot of people think that it's it's almost like some little parable. It's actually not. Uh, this was actually an, a literal thing uh, that happened that people now use as a phrase of wisdom to teach 
youngins something. The youngins need teaching. The youngins need teaching. And so can you paint a picture uh, in a situation where, I mean, of course, you've worked in education. I yeah. know a lot of people yeah. that work in education where you might use this to teach a youngin. Yeah, I've used it before. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you've, you've got to get a work, you got to get your work done. I'll help you as much as I possibly can. I'll get you everything that you possibly need, but if you don't put forth the effort, you're not going to get it done or it's, you're not going to get the results that you want. And, or in other words, if, I can lead you to water, but right. I can't make you drink. If you don't pull through on your end right. of the bargain, then that's, that's that kind right. of thing. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This one. So, so that phrase originated, I don't know the time period on that one. Obviously a time when I I'm assuming late 1700s, yeah. early 1800s, yeah. like, so, like some of the other ones have what, so far. What happened was, um, there was a guy and I don't know his name. I never did. We never did learn a name. It was like one of the characters in the Bible where you know everything about the character, you know, their story, but you're never, you're never given a name. Uh, and so, this guy is, he's making a trek across the country, as it is known at that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his only mode of transportation is this one horse. It's just him and this horse, right? Mm. Uh, and the horse's name was Flick. So we knew the horse's name, but we knew not the, the horse's man's name, name, but not the man's name, which huh. was interesting. That is but, interesting. But, uh, no, the horse's name was Flick. I like um, that name for him or her. But the, the travel had just not gone well. And the man had hope. The horse did not. The horse had lost all hope. He was tired of galloping, tired of walking, tired wow. of running. Um, became very depressed, suicidal even. Jeez. And yeah. so they make a stop at one point. And maybe the horse, Flick, uh, if you will, yeah. appeared thirsty. Flick appeared thirsty, but had been thirsty for a while. The man finally found some water, but Flick decided, I guess, uh, from what the man could gather, the horse did not want to drink. So. I mean, he, he even had him by, I don't know if the reins, I guess, like pull, pulling him and leading him Maybe to a little stuff, stream. Stuffing the horse's head Yeah, in the like water, trying right? to push his head down, and Flick just would not <sighs> drink. And, he, you know, he's he's that's his only mode of transportation. Sad, he's yeah. got to walk. If not, so, you know, he's so, so drink, yeah. please, God! Flick wasn't necessarily thirsty for water. He was thirsty for the sweet release of death. Sounds Apparently. Like. Which is awful. Oh, horrible. but it's 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 what you said. It's right. what you learned in this class. Right. And so, let's let's move on from that. Yeah. We now know where that phrase came from. I believe that's uh, that's the the end of the animal ones. The ABPs. And unfortunately, yeah, the ABPs. And unfortunately, uh, that tone that we just set can be included with this one because yeah. the next one is kicking the bucket. Kicking the bucket. Yeah, that's uh, calling it quits. Calling it quits, like Flick was apparently yeah, wanting to Flick, do. Uh, <laughs> Flick was a horse led to water that was not able to be made to drink um, and decided he was going to kick the bucket on his own. And I just, I don't see where, I'm assuming what I've heard, because I occasionally, you invited me to a couple of your minor uh, classes. Yeah. And you said, hey, come check this one out. This one's good. And I remember, it, it's a little cloudy, but... I remember this one was, it was for some reason, again, uh, in the late 1700s, early 1800s, yeah. Western town, classic. You had the saloon, you had the courthouse, you had the sheriff's office, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff in the town got into a duel with uh, a passerby. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the guy was clearly some sort of criminal and shoots the sheriff. The sheriff just happens to be next to the town well. Mm -hmm. As he's falling down, he kicks 
the bucket that people used yep. to, yeah, of course, to get the water out of the well. Yep. Am, am I right on this yeah. one? And so then Absolutely. everyone said, like, what happened to the sheriff? He and kicked the bucket. He kicked the bucket, and yeah. now he's no longer with us. Yeah. So, so. then, any times, hey, what happened to what happened to Billy Bob Sue? Yeah. Oh, he kicked the bucket. You didn't hear? Man, that's just tough. That's a t- but good for that sheriff who was defending his town. That's right. To kind of live on with this in phrase. Some way, yeah. yeah, kicking and, the bucket. You know, it kind of lightens that. It's a it's a lighter way of saying he did. Yeah, he did. And what about the the extension of this one? And and we'll, we'll get into this real quick because we have a lot more to get to. But a bucket list. Now, where did that come from? If if kicking the bucket comes from this sheriff, old western sheriff yeah. tale. Then what happened with the bucket list? The bucket list was actually somewhere in the, uh, I think that was originated around 1960s or 70s. That one was a little bit later. Oh, goodness. Um, and it was just by somebody's Mima. Just somebody's Mima. Just did somebody, it. yeah. Just, you know, well, I, hey, got, I that, got a bucket list of things that I'd like to get to. And that's all I need to hear. Yeah. I don't need any further explanation than yeah. somebody's Mima kind of coined it and it's yep. stuck ever since. So that's yep. really good. How about the classic, everybody's heard this one, don't judge a book by its cover. I've judged books by its cover. I judge all books by their covers. If I'm walking through a Books a Million, a Barnes & Noble, even, yeah. hell, even a public library, yeah, I'm not reading extra to see what book I want to read. Right. I'm just looking at the cover. Yeah. So what's the big deal about that? I think it, mainly I think it's the people that are lazy with their covers they don't want to get creative with it. Right. So then they were like, well, you know, I know this book has a really colorful, vivid, yeah. awesome looking cover and ours is just plain, but you don't judge a book by the cover. Kind right. Of thing. Yeah. But what's the idea there? Uh, basically, that one was a later development as well okay. uh, than the other ones that we had been talking about. That that one was more because, you know, back in 17, 1800s, pretty well all books had close to the same cover. Yeah. Uh, kind of leather bound. Leather bound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this, this saying was more of like, uh, as you started to see some more like 1920s, thirties, forties, somewhere in there, uh, you started to get something like the, the great Gatsby F Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. F Scott Fitzgerald. Sorry. F's, yeah. F is his brother. F Scott Fitzgerald is just the guy that wrote the great Gatsby. Yeah. 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 Not to be confused with F's. I'm not sure what he did right. as a profession, but I heard that he was he was a little bit jealous of his yeah. brother for being so successful yeah. with his with his that's, novel writing. Yeah, that's true. You're right on that. But we don't have time to get into that. No. Um, give me that phrase again. I'm sorry. I'm it's don't don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, basically, I, I think it was in that. Early, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Uh, right. I understand. Yeah. But in the 20s, 30s, 40s, somewhere in that range. 50s. Now, um, no. no. 40s probably about cow. Um, but you got... You don't hear people like say 10s a, a lot. Like an angry English teacher, I think, probably came up with that one. I, we didn't ever cover that one in depth too much. That one, if if I remember correctly, you said that like you were about to take the exam and it was a shortened semester and so you just didn't have time. There's a whole chapter yeah. dedicated to it in the book. Yeah. But you yeah. didn't have time to get to it. So Yeah. Well, um, the, in the the cover of that book was awful. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bad book. Isn't that ironic? It was it, it was ironic, yeah, whenever you told me about it. Mm-hmm. And for people that are taking notes, this is one where in the classic all you need to know fashion, maybe you take a look into this one. Yeah. And we'll see leave if that you one can, in that five percent. Yeah, you can kind of dive into that yourself because we're diving into all these other ones. And speaking of that, this is one that I've heard so many times, I just can't wrap my head around it. All right. Okay. 
it's it's the the phrase that haunts me. It's you can't have your cake and eat it too, because I feel like you can, right? Yeah. If you have a if it's if it's your birthday, right? Yeah. You go and and get the cake from wherever, or you make the cake. Yeah. So you have that cake, and you also get to eat it. So what's the deal? That sounds. What's the deal? Right. Little 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 Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Little little Jerry for you. Uh, you know, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly where that one that one came from. It just doesn't Uh, make a lot of sense. No, it it doesn't. And I think that was one that was like a jumbled misinterpretation as well. I think there's some extra uh, bit of that. You know how, um, what's the the jack of all trades? Uh Jack of all trades is a a phrase that's used, but there's actually more to that when jack of all trades is a master of none. Yeah. But... I I can't remember the rest of it, but along think, those lines, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I understand. Think you can't have your cake and eat it too. Is one of those where there's some missing. Uh, it's almost like a ancient kind of thing. Ancient kind of thing, yeah. And wh- it's just weird because anytime you hear this one, it's like, well, ugh, damn. Uh, I I you know to bring it in with sports, mm-hmm. right? Like, man, I just I was so close to a triple double. Yeah. I had twenty points. 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Yeah. And then maybe your peepaw said, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And you go, shut up, peepaw. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah. So it, even this one, is is it gets cloudier and cloudier as you continue to use it. And I know that that's something you learned in your minor class is there are groups of people that are studying this, this single phrase, trying yeah. to kind of understand if it'll ever clear itself up. Yeah. Well, and I think the meaning behind it, as far as where it came from and originated, I, I can't really remember. Okay. But I think the meaning behind it is when you have a cake, that's great. You have a cake. But once you eat it, now you no longer have a cake. So you can't mm. have a cake and eat it too and still have a cake, if that makes, that makes sense. sense. So makes you, it's sense. like you can't, you got to be happy with one or the other. Either you, you want right. to eat it and you love eating it and you're okay with not having it. Sound, sounds like you, you just need to be grateful. Exactly. If, if, I don't mean yeah, to cut yeah, you yeah. off there. No, that's what, that's, it sound, exactly. that's what it sounds like. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not the expert here. And uh, I think we've, we've talked enough about that one. Another one that's on the list, and we've only got, let's see, one, two, three, four. We've got five left here. All right. Uh, so just kind of, you know, we're actually making really good time. We, we, we've got a, a plenty of episode left, so I don't yeah. want you to be worried because right. these explanations have been phenomenal. I also awesome. don't want you to feel bad if at any point you felt like you haven't done one of these justice because you've already covered the ones that we've gone over just with expertise that awesome. I've never seen before. Well, I appreciate it. You've exhibited such knowledge. I'm, I'm very surprised. I'm glad the miner's coming to you. And I'm surprised that I haven't asked you to talk about this before. But next one we have is it costs an arm and a leg. Yeah. Did, was there ever a time period? I know we've been talking about the late 1700s, early 1800s a lot. But I don't think there was ever a time where something actually costs an arm and a leg. Well, there were things in like a medieval time Ooh. i think is probably where that one came from it cost think arm about leg. that um the only thing about, that really is it, is this one related with break a leg no uh, no. no okay no. so throw break a leg out no let's, no, not let's related. focus in yeah. on cost and arm and a leg yeah the medieval time it was a little bit more literal um you know they didn't have actual trophies at that point so a lot of times from battle or whether it be jousting or uh, of course now jousting you would have your royalty your royalty or your royal families would uh-huh. have princes or whatever they they're they play in the games and jousting right 
all that stuff. Or even um, I'm thinking gladiator times too. Gladiator, this... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Roman, ancient Rome, uh, ancient Rome, uh, cost an arm and a leg, and it was a little bit more literal. And it was not so much like the actual man that's really expensive, but it was more referred to as something that's very dangerous. Like man. That's a lot to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, it makes me think that like it's kind of even like a is it worth it kind of thing. Yes. Because if, if you were a gladiator, let's say you got into battle with a lion, which happened at, during those times. Exactly. And maybe you win the battle, but it cost you an arm and a leg. Exactly. And so the town reporter comes up to you, to the person that was the that mm-hmm. was fighting in the in the the Colosseum. Yeah. You know, it was a big thing, and and they said, was it worth it? And he said. No, it cost me a lot. I mean, it cost me an arm and a leg. And exactly. so maybe there was like some sort of value. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the arms and the legs, right? Yeah. That I have. Oh, yeah. So I could see where there's value in those arms and For legs. For sure. Okay. Uh, that, that one, I mean, we flew through that one. So yeah. uh, on to the next one, we've got don't cry over spilt milk. What's don't, what's the deal with this one? Don't cry over spilt milk. Yeah. Or in other words, you know, it's, it's done. Uh, no reason to fret about it now. Like... It oh. be, the best thing that you can do is just clean it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and maybe if it's on a surface that it hasn't absorbed into, yeah. kind of slowly force it back into yeah. the carton or the bottle. Uh, and this is one that, out of all the ones we've talked to, this is probably the uh, most recent that, yeah. uh, of the sayings that we've talked about. Uh, this one was more of like a 1990s. It was a very... The Milkman. Uh, well, actually, it was not the Milkman. Oh. I, I, the Milkman may have been present. That's a good point. Uh, or had been that. present the milk, shortly The milk got that. there somewhere, right? The milk got there somehow. Because the milkman or woman either delivered it or now yeah. you and I are our individual milkmans because we go to milk the store men. and yeah. get the milk ourselves. And yeah. so we're technically a milkman. Yeah. Which yeah. I love the idea of just like opening your door at 8 o'clock and there's just a guy there with a jug of milk. Here's oh, your milk. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Simpler times, but sorry, you know, getting yeah. into the don't cry over spilt milk. Yeah, I think that one w- w- originated from uh, a, a single mom that had just really had two, like, she realizes, or she realized her kid that really just had no control over their emotions, uh, as young toddlers do. God. I know, like, my sister used to cry yeah. if her Pop-Tart was broken in half. I saw, I saw a toddler crying the other day at church. I mm-hmm. said, grow up. Grow, grow up. Just so tired of some of these kids. Yeah, but just entitled. It also seems like we were just talking about value, and it, with the milk, toddlers are entitled. I'm glad that you said that. I yeah. just I was I was gonna just weave past no, it, you but can't. I needed to kind of say something about that. Yeah. I appreciate it, but it seems like milk doesn't have a lot of value, right? I mean, maybe that's yeah. why it's like, uh, you know, it's not it's 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 not a yoo-hoo. It's, it's a just renewable milk. resource. Yeah, just go always, get some more. We can we can always milk some more cows. That's true. All right, so the next one, and like I said, we've got three more, and uh, we're doing great on time. Got about five to six minutes, so okay. we might have to move through through these a little bit quicker, and this yeah. has just been such a great episode. Yeah. Again, thanks so much for doing this. I know all the people, all the of fans course. that are listening are, number one, appreciative of the information, number two, like, whoa. They are unbelievably blown away by DJ Pig and his expertise with his minor it. and common phrases. This next one is, uh, even the President of the United States gets a little bit of shit on their hand. So I think... Uh, another version of this before the queen passed away was even the queen of England gets a little on her hand. Yeah. So, uh, and I apologize for, for cursing, but that's just the phrase. So yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to clean that up in, no. in the post. But what does that mean? Uh, well, actually, believe it or not, this one originated as even the queen of England gets a little on her shoes. Yeah. That was... Well, that one doesn't make... 
Well, I guess if she like accidentally stepped in it. Right. Yeah. And you had more of like in that time period where it was all Queen of England and England ruled the uh-huh. land and everything. Uh, a lot of their roads, like the sewage, was built to run down oh, yeah. the little yeah. corners of the roads and stuff. Um, so basically, basically saying sometimes you just got to go to work and get your hands dirty. Yeah. Is how that. Okay. And I think I've, I've also heard it interpreted as like nobody's perfect, right? Like. The right. pr- even even Joe Biden probably says, "Whoops, I got a little shit on my hand." Yeah, you know, every every so often. So it's a funny phrase. I, you know, I, I'm glad that we can kind of sit back and, and laugh about it. But right, um, that one that one's interesting. You don't hear that one as much, but it, it's out there because I've heard. I wouldn't have wrote it down on this list if I hadn't heard it before. So, right. um, that, no, that's good. So you would agree it could be interpreted as. Nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but then also like sometimes you got to get down and dirty. Sometimes you got to get it done. And God bless and rest in peace means, the queen. Yeah. yeah. Next one we've got caught with three fingers in the pudding. Now, yeah, this one is is a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, can be taken the wrong way sometimes. But what does this actually mean? Yeah. Now, so just listening to that one, it sounds a little dirty. It sounds naughty. Right. That's what I was uh, kind of alluding to that. Not. Yeah. It's not dirty. Not no. dirty at all. No. No, it's uh, another one that kind of comes from a a toddler. Okay. Um, you know, caught in the act. Uh huh. Basically, is what that's saying. And why? But why is it specifically three fingers? Could you could you say caught caught with two fingers in the pudding? Caught with one pudding or well, one pudding in a finger? My goodness, what am I saying? <laughs> but I'm saying like one finger in the pudding. And you, and I've never heard people say pudding. It's pudding. It's pudding. One finger in the pudding would make more sense because you're trying to sneak it, right? So yeah. why is it or three? Or four if you're trying yeah, to scoop. Five, eight to ten fingers in the pudding. Like what? What's Damn, the deal with well. the number choice there? Uh, the three fingers, I think, again, kind of refers back to you know, like when a toddler, you know, when a toddler gets caught doing something they know they're not supposed to do, and they just kind of freeze, and they're like, yeah. "Oh crap!" Yeah. Uh, caught with a, their hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. Is one that maybe people have heard more often than yeah. caught with three fingers in the pudding. Yeah. I Yeah, it's always pudding. Mm-hmm. It's not pudding. No. Uh, yeah, no, I think that that one, it, it puts emphasis on, if you see somebody and they've got, they're just sneaking one finger full of pudding, or if they're like four finger scooping pudding, that's it's strange. Four is a good scoop. And, and I think one to two fing- yeah. fingers is not enough of pudding to really get, get in trouble for. But three f- fingers in the pudding, yeah. that's when you actually get some substantial pudding. Yeah. And so that's where I, I was just kind of intrigued by the, the origin of the phrase. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's to put emphasis on that, like, childlike manner of getting caught doing something. Yeah. Like, that's true. if you see somebody with one or two fingers in the pudding, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Or you but even laugh you it see, off. Like, like, hey, get out yeah, of there. Yeah. Get out of the pudding. But you see somebody with three fingers in the pudding, and that that's just like a, you see them, and you're like... They're up to something. Yeah, they're up to something. Something's not right, and you see them, yeah. and they know it, and you know it, and everybody just kind of freezes, and you got that interlock. And so I think that's what that is. Three fingers in the pudding puts emphasis on that. But I will say three fingers in the pudding is still enough like innocence to where you're like, oh, they're just they're getting the pudding they're not supposed to. Yeah. Four to five fingers in the pudding is a, a cause for concern. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because at that point... Why don't you just get yourself a utensil or a bowl that you can yeah, eat out of separately? Yeah. yeah, okay. I think I think we're good on that one. And the last one that we have is ass up in an Arby's. Now, I haven't ever heard this one, but I had a friend tell me that this is one that he's heard before from an uncle, or you mentioned a Mima or a Peepaw earlier. Right, so, yeah. Uh, what does ass up in an Arby's mean? It's a bad situation. Mm-hmm. If you're ass up in an Arby's, that's a bad situation. 
And I let me go ahead it's and like say... It's like caught between a rock and a hard place, but worse. Ass up in an Arby's is worse than caught between a rock and a hard place. And that's why we didn't talk about caught between a rock and a hard place, because yeah. we felt like ass up in an Arby's would kind of cover this, yeah. this whole tone of what this phrase is. So let me go ahead and explain a couple of things that I've heard it as, and then you can kind of, of course, fact check me and tell me what's right. Okay. So ass up in an Arby's, I've heard is... Yikes! You ate something spicy, or okay. or like, oh, you better be careful. That's a that's a hot sauce. You're gonna end up ass up in an Arby's. Where like yeah. your ass is so hot that you're having to put it up in the air to cool it off for some reason. Okay. I've also heard that it's kind of like three sheets to the wind, right? Uh, and that phrase being uh, that's that dates back to pirate times, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three sheets to the wind would be you've had too much to drink. Way too much to drink. So yeah. whenever you've had too much to drink, you might end up ass up in an Arby's. Yeah. So those are the main two that I've heard. I don't know if you have any to add, but but what what is this what is this one saying? It, I mean, basically it's saying like if think about it literally if you think about it from a literal I, standpoint. I don't really want to right. think about it that much. But if you did, uh huh, that's not a good thing, right? Ass it up in an Arby's. Like no, you never want to be ass up in an Arby's. That's true. Uh, so there's just because you never know. Like all fast food restaurants have their things. It's a little dirty, little whatever. But Arby's is one of those. It's like man, that's little, a lot little, of roast beef. A little grimy, little slimy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, if if you're gonna be ass up in any fast food chain, Arby's is the last one you want to be ass up in. Okay. And so that just means like you don't want to find yourself there. So right. So you might say that your granddad says. Hey, if you keep going down this road, you're going to end up one day with your ass up in an Arby's. Yeah, And that's exactly. like supposed to scare you straight kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. I like that one too. It seems like the the two that I said might not work as, as well. Yeah, but they're comparable. They're comparable. They're relatable at least. They're yeah. in the same family. So, yeah. all right, that's all the time we have for these phrases. Uh, and, and I know that we, we could have gone for oh, an hour long. So much. Like I said, I did this for six years. Yeah, so I, I know that you have a, a lot more knowledge on this. And maybe we revisit this at some point. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to lay this one to bed and call it an episode. So, DJ, I appreciate that you kind of stepped in and, and really took the reins mm -hmm. of this one. And... I don't really want to continue talking because I feel like at this point we're beating a dead horse, right? Nice. I was gonna try to work a freeze in. Yeah. Um, but well, if we keep going, we might end up end up ass up, up in an yeah. Arby's. Yeah, exactly right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. We're not sponsored by Arby's, by the way. No. Even though we have talked about horsey sauce. Yeah, we and did. That, have you been to an Arby's lately? Because that horsey sauce... Is it'll, it slapping? Oh, it'll get you. And now Ooh. that's where that first one that I was talking about, where if it's a spicy... You know what? Never mind. This is All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pig. And you guys, take it easy. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.